got a golden smoothie from, I don't even remember what the place is called, but it's on Knickerbocker. But they have, um, have you been to that place with me? Mm-hmm. You, it's a turmeric smoothie. Yeah. With, like, black pepper and other shit. Except it wasn't really mixed well today. There's, like, chunks in it that I wasn't a fan of, but... It was a chunky smoothie. It was chunky. They have, like, um, uh, that horny goat smoothie. Do you know does what I'm have, talking about? Does it have horny goat weed in it? Yeah. I want to try that. I've always wanted to try that stuff. I Yeah, I wonder, like, okay, that's, like, <laughs> that's, like, an aphrodisiac, right? I think it's supposed to be, like, an herbal Viagra. Like, you can, <laughs> you can get... Like, horny... it just gives you a boner immediately? I ho- I guess if you're a horny goat. <laughs> it only works on horny goats. So, it's like catnip. So it would give you a boner. <laughs> it's, like, it's like catnip. It only works on cats. <laughs> horny goat weed only works on horny goats. Oh my god. Dude, I would totally smoke a joint of catnip. You mean a horny goat weed? <laughs> horny goat weed, catnip, I would... I would try it. Do you think it would be, like, you know, smoking is bad for you, obviously. Yeah. Smoking nicotine, or, uh, tobacco, cigarettes, cigars. And, I mean, it's bad for a number of reasons, but, like, obviously some things that you could smoke are less bad. Like, vaping may be slightly less bad than smoking <laughs> we should put a fucking disclaimer on this we're not medical experts so do you think like you could have like a healthy alternative to tobacco by smoking horny goat weed the surgeon um, general recommend maybe yeah y'all <laughs> watch there be some fucking like thing on google being like if you smoke horny goat weed you will die or whatever yeah, like spotify is gonna censor this um <laughs> Spotify is going to censor this section of our podcast because it's like spreading misinformation. We've done the first three films in the Friday the 13th franchise. And now we're going to take a little break from that um, and review a movie outside of the canon. And then don't you worry for all you... Jason Heads will be back next week, starting with part four. But this week, we will be doing one of me and Craig's favorite movies of all time, potentially. <laughs> Wax Waxwork from 1988. Haley and I first watched this movie... And we had never heard of it before, but we first watched this movie about three months ago or something, maybe longer. And because it was just like, we went into it cold, we didn't know anything. Is that the expression? Yeah. We went in blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What? Where's the went into it cold from? I'm going in cold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I haven't warmed we, up yet. <laughs> that's what you do. Instead of dipping your toe in, you just go in. I'm going in cold, baby. 
so we went in cold and watched Waxwork without even looking it up on our iPhone. Yeah, we just, Who I don't even think we watched like a trailer or anything. I like doing that. I always try to do that, but usually people that I'm with are like, no, we're not just going to watch this movie about giant cockroaches without like some trailer or <laughs> And I'm like, I just want to see the cockroaches. <laughs> but anyways, that's not this movie. This movie has no cockroaches. <laughs> Well, at least not... Not to our knowledge. There might be cockroaches in the final scene, but it's so chaotic that I don't even know. Like, yeah. there's there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> this movie, Waxwork, so you see the poster for the movie on, like, a streaming service, you see mm-hmm. the name, and you think, this is going to be a Wax Museum horror movie. Yeah. That's a thing. There's multiple ones. There's mm-hmm. House of Wax, which was remade with Paris Hilton. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a classic yeah but that's an old movie yeah but um yeah i don't yeah. know I you don't... think you think that it's gonna be like hot wax being poured onto someone or... yeah like killer in the wax museum the wax figures are actually alive and they're gonna you're gonna be trapped and killed or something yeah this movie is so much more bizarre than that yeah there's so much okay when we when we <laughs> first watched this movie I just remember Haley saying, like, something along the lines of, it's like an anthology movie. And I totally got what she meant, because there's, like, many horror movies in this movie. Yeah, it's very, um, meta. (laughs) Super meta. It is very meta. It's It's like... Yeah. I think you might have also said it's like a amusement park ride or something dude it basically is um one of the most fun watches ever (laughs) it's just like there's just non-stop um entertainment on every corner and i think it's because like anytime i guess like the typical viewer could be like maybe disengaged or whatever there's like a new completely different scene it's like a bunch of different movies within the movie so it's like it is always entertaining because every especially the first time you watch it it's like you're seeing like completely new worlds worlds like and you're completely. like what's the next one gonna be you're yeah. like waiting for the next to see what happens next yeah so it's pretty cool um but yeah basically like going into the background of this um it was written and directed by Anthony Hickox. Hickox? Hickox? H I C K O X. Hickox. Hickox. He also did uh, Hellraiser 3 and Warlock 2. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Quite a filmography. And <laughs> those are the only ones in his filmography that. Um, just seemed familiar to me personally, but... I'm I haven't sh- seen either of them, I'm personally. sure we'll see his other films, besides, like, Waxwork, too, <laughs> which we should watch. Um, I've never seen Hellraiser 3, mm-hmm. but I gotta say, I, I heard that every Hellraiser other than the first one is complete trash. Watched the second one not too long ago and loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it, so... I'm going to have to try these other Hell- Hellraiser movies. Hellraisers. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hellraiser 3? The Hellbound Heart? I actually don't even know if... That the, does sound... That sounds right. That might be the original novel or something. <laughs> um, and our, our boy, Anthony, uh, wrote the script for the film in three days. Um, Which is pretty crazy. It's honestly wild. There must have been a lot of cocaine involved in this fucking screenplay. Though... Imagine, imagine if you had the general concept, like the wax displays, you go into it, that's mm-hmm. how you die. Yeah, I mean, ima- I guess ima- it sort of writes itself, If you have it? that, <laughs> if you have that original concept, then you're just like, gotta come up with, alright, what are the different worlds? And then you gotta have the backstory. Yeah. And that movie explains it just like that. It shows you the, waxwork shows you its concept pretty early on and then there's a character that just explains, explains the whole everything. thing towards the end too yeah. so you're just like oh that's what you're i like okay there's my reasoning <laughs> dude this movie is so fucking sick okay waxwork we watched the first time on amazon prime but it wasn't on there anymore when we went to rewatch it again with our roommate hannah um shout out to hannah um, so we watched it on Tubi, which if you have a Roku TV, um, that's how you can watch it. But I'm sure you could, I don't know, find it for free somewhere. But, um. I think it was on Tubi and Plex. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all need to get on Plex too. We'll, we'll have, we'll have to talk about Plex another time. Maybe if, um, we ever have Evan on the pod. Yeah, Evan will be our Plex representative. Yeah, shout out to Evan. Um, (laughs) So, we were watching, like, a kind of, like, mini documentary. Well, I was watching it, and Craig went to take a shower. (laughs) But um, there was a... So, they were, like, interviewing, like, the main actress, like, the main girl actress, um, Deborah Foreman. And the director, and they were, like, sitting next to each other, and it was, like, they had, I mean, they, like, literally did date, um, and actually had a really bad breakup. I, I, like, googled this, because it was kind of, like, crazy how, uh, friendly they were. (laughs) They were just, like, (laughs) like, she was, like, yeah, I mean, you know, like, we have a really great director <laughs> well he's not that good <laughs> and he was just like oh, what? <laughs> I don't know it was just like really weird to see them be but this movie like from that little documentary looked like such a blast to work on like that's I, I hope I can one day work on a set like that because it looked like a lot of fucking fun I guess we'll just uh Go in cold and get right into. Let's st- let's, let's start with our. Cold. Let's kind of like start with a sort of abridged version of the, the cast of teens because there's so many. There's a lot of characters in this movie, but I think I can pinpoint like the important ones, and then you know, as we're kind of going through the plot, we'll like say if a new character is important. But the people, the main people you want to know about. 
are Mark, um, who is, like, the main dude. He is, like, a rich, like, kind dude. Like, he's, like, a bro, kind of, but, like, you're supposed to like him for some reason. He has a butler. Yeah. He has a butler named, like, literally... Jenkins. Jenkins. Like, okay, <laughs> just to, but the fact that this guy has a butler named Jenkins, like, I feel like definitely um, definitely not working class. <laughs> he is rich. I think he has like a weird absent mother too. There was like some weird scene with like her at the beginning being like, "I know you hate me" or something. I don't know. It was weird. But... Or she was like. Um, talking about what he was eating or something. Yeah. <laughs> the, the... <laughs> it was just like rich people culture. Yeah. It was just like a scene in a movie. I feel like you used to see him all the time where it's just like, let's show the main character and like just to show that he's rich in his background. Let's mm-hmm. just like have his mom there. Yeah. And, and she's, she's like. like in pearls Crazy. and being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he kind of gives me um, the main, the lead from society vibes a little bit. Definitely. Um, it's like a rich kid that doesn't really want to be rich or something. Like, that doesn't, like, fit in with being rich. But he's, like, rich. I don't know. Um, then we have um, Sarah, who's... Um, the main girl, she's in his friend group, whatever. Um, then we have China, who is Mark's like kind of girlfriend, but they're, I think they're just like they just have like a a thing because she's definitely fucking other people. Um, then we have Tony, who is the actor that plays Bobby Briggs from Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> He's great. He's he's really good. Love Tony. And love Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> um and then <laughs> so they're not teens for the record. They're college age. They go to they apparently go to only one class and it's taught by a guy that a is a fucking Nazi. So <laughs> oh, they literally only no. go to one class <laughs> about I think it's just Nazis. ironic. It, yeah, it's supposed to be a joke, well, but it's I, like... I think, though, like... <laughs> he doesn't ever, like, sympathize with Nazis. Let's just make that clear. No, I he just, would argue that he's, like... He's kind of, like, leaning towards... To me? Being, like, Nazis are good. He's to, literally impersonating Hitler, y'all. Like, he's literally, like... Doing like he's doing a bit where it's but it's supposed to be implied that he's like a Nazi. I think. No, I don't think that. That's not how I took it. I thought it was just. I thought the irony was in that it's a teacher instructing a college course, and he's like he just happens to be teaching about like World War Two and fascism, and Nazis, and everyone is like watching like. You know, just, like, 
shithead college kids, I guess. And mm. he just comes off as a dictator fascist because of the way he's speaking and the authoritative way he's like presenting the information and like shouting and pointing and that camera angles and everything. Yeah. It's supposed to be like triumph of the will. Yeah. Or wow. <laughs> Teachers are Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> we need to talk about, um, the other characters um, that are not <laughs> teens. Um, we'll just list a few. There's um, a man named David Lincoln, who is the owner of a mysterious wax work. There is Sir Wilfred, who is a friend of Mark's grandfather. There is... That's it. I mean... There's, like, other people, but, like... Oh, and there's Jenkins, duh. So, the film starts with, like, a pretty intense, uh, cold open where we see a man, a man's head be shoved in a fireplace, and, um, then we see some gloved hands picking up mysterious trinkets on the desk trinkets and then it's and then we like i think it's like we just like see the man's like body with his like head in the fire and then like it goes to the title or whatever so in the title font i'm I'm a big fan of horror movie font like title screens i would say i i always notice them and look for them and this one is very good. It's cool. It's like, it shows up red in this, like, how would you describe that font? Very, like, medieval, pointy-looking font. Mm. And then it melts into, like, stop-motion animation wax-dripping yeah. letters. Yeah. Which is really cool. It is cool. And the music's playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used a lot of, um, they used a lot of, like, recognizable songs like classical songs in this movie. I don't remember exactly the opening one, but they do use one, but they I know they use like um the Swan Ballet one later on, but I just thought that was kind of interesting, but anyways, after the little cold open, um we Sort of meet our main characters, Mark, China, Sarah. There's, uh, there's two, okay. So there's Mark, China, Sarah, and Tony. I would say those are, like, the main four people. And then we have some, like, uh, B-list friends, Gemma and James, who, like, aren't <laughs> around until, like, the Gemma. last second, basically. I mean, they're around, but they, like, they pussy out of the initial, like, going to the waxwork thing. And then they kind of are, like, sort of around. And then, like, eventually they end up going, like, towards the end. But they all are, like chilling and um china and sarah ran into this man fucking david lincoln and he was like 
He literally looks like fucking Willy Wonka. Yeah, do you remember his outfit? <laughs> He's wearing like a gold sash and like a purple suit. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking goofy ass motherfucker <laughs> is like wanna come to my wax work and they're just No, like, no, no. He talk he's like, Well hello there. Well hello, I didn't see you there. That's how he talks. Yeah. <laughs> he appears beside them running. Yeah. And they <laughs> uh he invites them to a midnight showing at the waxwork. At the waxwork and he's like only bring six people. No more. No more. And <laughs> they're like, yeah, that doesn't sound fucking sketchy. And it was so... They, like, turned to, like, look at each other and then, like, looked back and he was completely gone. And, like... Immediately. Just to, just to give you a reference of where he's at, they're, like, separated by a little fence and then they're, like... He's, like, at the edge of the yard of the waxwork. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a football like, field between him and the entrance to the waxwork, and he so just gone. disappears in an instance. I thought that was so fucking funny for some reason. Um, His performance is very like Tim Curry in yeah. like, uh, what is that movie? The Worst Witch? You ever seen bits of that? It's pretty funny, but it's very like Tim Curry vibe. I think that's mm. the voice is reminds me of that. Also, yeah. um who's the actor who plays Snape? Oh fuck. He reminds me of him too. Yeah. I totally see that. What but I don't remember. Name? He's basically just like every br- great British actor. Like he looks like a familiar actor too. But I even looked him up and like I don't know. Was I, he in anything else? Uh, like, he was, but, like, nothing... Like, I thought it would be, like, a moment where I would see him and be like, oh, my God, he's in, like, all of these, like, very notable movies, but, like, it wasn't that type of situation. Also, Snape was played by Alan Rickman. Yeah. He died. Yeah. Sad. Sad. So, I... Real quick want to see what this guy's name david lincoln's character was played by david werner (laughs) he's like don't change the first he has a very like familiar look yeah you know china is like yo i want to do something fun and different tonight i'm tired of doing the same old bullshit where we just like i don't know i think um gemma or whatever was like, well, I want to all watch a scary movie at my place. And China's like, fuck no. <laughs> we're, go- <laughs> we're going to the fucking waxwork, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all like, uh, sure, sounds sketchy, but fun, I guess. So they all go. Gemma and James leave. So it's only China. Sarah, Tony, and Mark go into this waxwork. The door opens and they are greeted by a little person butler. He, like, his voice is very squeaky, too. Yeah, like, as if, um, well, like, one of the characters literally says that he 
has a like he has like a helium addiction yeah. or something which yeah. is like... <laughs> so he opens the door Their the words. door opens and they're greeted by this little person and he says welcome to the waxwork <laughs> just like that and he bows welcome he literally like does okay the funniest thing about this character is that he does he, every like every time he's on screen he does like this quick bow like they might have like sped it up in post or something he does a super quick bow with a sound effect that's like whoosh it's like a whipping noise so it's so imagine weird. to imagine the move imagine yourself standing up as straight as possible and then as quickly as you possibly can, bend at the waist, but maintain your stiffness. So you just bend over at the waist as fast as possible and back up. Like you're waving. That's what this guy does. <laughs> it is iconic. Um, <laughs> that's exactly the sound. Um and besides him, there's also, like, a very giant butler named Junior. Named Junior. Yeah. Uh, the group goes in, and they look around, and they notice that, like, all of the wax figures are sort of depicting, like, different horrific scenes. They there's... pass by, like, a, a crazed, like, axe-wielding maniac. They pass by by um a vampire scene mm -hmm. a werewolf scene they pass by um phantom, phantom of the, of the opera. opera like the invisible man the invisible man was there there was an alien in a cage like an alien monkey thing yeah it looked like it um there's like zombies yeah, zombies um just like a lot of very like random but, like, iconic and notice notable scenes. Yeah, you basically. could pick out... I'm sure you could pick out what every single one of these things was referencing. Mm -hmm. So they're all, like, looking around. And Tony is smoking a cigarette. And he drops his lighter in one of the displays. So he, like, kind of looks around and he's like... Oh, well, like, I need to get my lighter. It's fine. And he, we see him walk in, and he gets, like, literally transported. Like, he morphs into the exhibit and disappears. And then he's, like, immediately transported into, like, a wooded area, and he has, like, a fucking wig on. And he's <laughs> just, like... He's just, like, talking to himself, like, what the fuck? Because it's, like, literally as if you are, like, imagine, like, we just, like, walked downstairs from, like, our living room to our kitchen, and we just, like, ended up, like, in a completely different, like, world and wearing, like, wigs or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, that, like, changed. So he's, like... I'm on, like, drugs. Like, he's like, did someone, like, slip acid in my drink? And then he's like, wait a minute, I forgot I don't drink because he's sober. <laughs> and, like, they make I a point smoking. of, like... Yeah, so he's just kind of, like... He convinces himself that he has been, like, hypnotized or something because he just, like, obviously there's no logical explanation for him 
being in this situation. Um, so he, like, looks around and he sees a cabin and he goes in and there's, like, an older man there. But right before he goes in, like, he's talking to himself the entire time. It's mm -hmm. really funny. He's just like, well, what, what the fuck's going on? Wow, there's a house over here. He's, like, narrating every yeah. thought in his head. He's like... Do I go to the house or do I go this way? House or this way? House, this way. <laughs> we'll go with the house. Like, that's literally what he says. And then he proceeds to the house. But he's, like, talking throughout the whole thing. Like, he's nervous. Yeah. This dude is funny as fuck. He's a great actor. He's, it's, like, the same energy as Bobby from Twin yeah. Peaks. Like, it is just, Bobby. like, 110 at all times. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he goes in, he's like, what's up? Like, and the guy's like, you need to get out of here, whatever. Um, and he's like, wow, like, rude, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He, like, was like. He's like, leave now. <laughs> and he's just like, wow, like, you really, like, I get stuck with, like, the one guy that's, like, an asshole or whatever. Like, why couldn't. I don't know. He just, like, was being really funny, and, um, he goes out to, like, he's like, okay, I'm just gonna, like, go get firewood or whatever, and he goes out, and he's like, wood, wood, gotta find wood. Like, he's literally... He's like, why do I gotta find wood? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is he... He's just accepting that he so quickly accepted that this is it. I guess I'm going to go in this house. This guy's acting weird. Going to yeah. go get some weight. Like, dude. It's just like, I'd be like, no, dude, I'm not going to get wood. I'm fucking freaking out. I'm in a new dimension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would be uh, crying. <laughs> <laughs> immediately saw. I would just immediately cry. Especially after seeing this movie, I'd be like, I know exactly what this uh. is. <laughs> so he comes back inside. The man is um, going through some transformative times. He's like... Things are getting hairy. He's uh, whipping around. You're a little confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's so goofy. Um, and eventually, uh, he is completely transformed into a giant werewolf. And our boy Tony is like, what the fuck? And he gets bitten. And then... After he gets bitten, he's, like, sitting in the corner of the cabin, and, like, a father and son team comes in and, like, They're tries like, We're to too fight. Late. Yeah, tries to fight the werewolf, and he, okay, first the son tries to, like, hit him with a fucking chair or whatever while his dad is um, loading the gun with the silver bullet, and he's, like... He hits him with the chair, and the fucking werewolf literally, like, it breaks on his shoulder, and the werewolf does, like, the, like, brushing, <laughs> brushing dirt off your shoulder move. He had to dust his shoulder off. <laughs> it was so funny. That werewolf was like, I'm about to be badass right before I kill these fucking yeah. fools. 
And then we get, uh, I guess, technically our first death of the movie, which is this uh, son gets ripped in half by the werewolf. Which was very gnarly. Yeah. Like, watching this movie for the first time, not the most recent time we watched it, but (laughs) three months ago or whatever... I was, like, not expecting the gore to go to that level. I was like, this is going to be a light movie. This doesn't (laughs) seem like it's going to go, like, werewolf splitting your body in half (laughs) from the head down somehow. No, I did not expect that. Yeah. It was, like, gross. And also, I remember when we were watching this, like, you know werewolf movies you look for a transformation scene it's always got crazy practical Mm -hmm. effects to show someone transforming into a werewolf there's some great ones so whenever i see a werewolf i'm like looking for the transformation scene and they don't give you one yeah and we like we're like what the fuck they're not gonna show it but then Mm -hmm. you get to see um Tony. Tony start to turn. Mm-hmm. And, and then he good. turns back, right? Well, he gets he... shot and starts to turn back. No, he just, like, freezes as, like, kind of half-turned, half-not-turned. Oh, yeah. But he, we do see him start to transform and stuff, which is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, Tony uh, gets shot in the stomach by a silver bullet. And then we, as the viewer, are transported back to the waxwork and we see the display which now has Tony's body in it where he like was shot and killed so very interesting shit we're like immediately like wow uh something nefarious is going on in this waxwork and uh yeah so we are about to see more shit unfold and I don't know how they wouldn't notice that right away. Yeah, like, it was the small. Friend, like, if your friend is going into this waxwork, walking around, like, imagine you're in a museum, they're, mm-hmm. like, walking around, you're still kind of, like, spatially aware yeah. of where they're gonna be. There's also only 18 exhibits. And there's only four of them. They're, like, talking to each other. Yeah. Like, why not just go piece to piece or something? I don't know. Especially yeah. when you're in this, like, sketchy place and... You weren't even necessarily, like, told what was going on. They were just like, check this out. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like a stranger being like, get no. in my van. Like, He's like, come to my waxwork. You're like, <laughs> it's oh, fun here. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so gullible. So weird. So, then, obviously, we see the werewolf scene. And I'm sad that Tony was the first to go. I wish, like, we could have had a few more scenes with him. But, anyways, Tony dies in the werewolf scene. Then, you see the werewolf. What do you expect to come next when you think of werewolves? Vampires. So, which character is that that goes into the vampire display? Our girl, China. 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 Is checking out this vampire display. It looks like there's a Dracula type. And long he's, hair. He's hot. Piercing and she's eyes. horny. She's horny for him. So, 
she doesn't even have an excuse for going into the fucking display. Yeah, At least Tony's it. like, it's just my lighter. I, I gotta get it. So He's I like, can well, they're stuff. not gonna care if I get my lighter. Yeah. It's like <laughs> China just is like, I want to go. I want to fuck this wax, wax man. <laughs> and she's transported. She's in like a poofy little white dress. Gothic is, a, is immediately descending a staircase. Mm-hmm. Pin like there's a pentagram above her, a skylight pentagram, like moody gothic atmosphere. Mm-hmm. She's descending the staircase. Everything's like stone. And there's a huge dining table with giant chairs all around. And the guy in the display is sitting at one end of the table. And and China is going to be sitting at the other end Mm -hmm. with all of the, like, kids and the wife in between. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, apparently Drew Barrymore uh, is one of the vampires in this. Really? Or she at least makes a quick cameo. That's, like, one of the facts that I, like, skimmed, uh, I skimmed on because... She would be, like, relatively unknown at this yeah, point, right? 1988? I don't, I don't know. I mean, she might have been, like... I think well, of her as 90s. It was, like, it's weird. Like, she maybe she was young, but it said that she was friends with the director, so she oh. couldn't have been that young. Yeah, Unless, I, I mean, unless the director is, like, creepy and his friends are, like, 14-year-olds. I mean, he's but... a director. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> While she's walking down the stairs, the Dracula-type guy, he's like, Oh, you decided to join us. He's like, Sorry, your fiancé is in the basement. He wasn't feeling too well or something. Yeah, he, I and, didn't even think And he all of a sudden yeah. I was like, so, at least Tony gets transported and he's alone. Mm-hmm. He's, it's like he just gets, like, the spawn point for the werewolf world mm-hmm. is just, like, in the woods alone. But the spawn point for the vampire world is you're walking down the stairs heading towards this fucking vampire. So yeah. she is immediately forced to interact with mm-hmm. the vampire fan. Yeah. And he, uh, like mind controls her yeah yeah like like, almost immediately if you stare into a vampire's eyes they have a control a power over you Mm -hmm. so he's like luring her in um and then he basically she is served like a plate of chunks of raw meat bloody meat bloody meat and then um the like butler the vampire butler uh, pours the quote-unquote sauce for the dish, which is very obviously just blood, and she's, like, eating it and shit, and they all, like, are just, like, eating it, like... With their hands with their and hand, all like, nasty, being really like, gross. being nasty. And then she's just like, okay, I don't remember if she eats all of it or if she just, she, like, throws So up. what happens is she... They're, like... We can't eat until you eat, or whatever, so... This is, like, my biggest nightmare, by the way. (laughs) I hate dining. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, like, nightmare as in you're being forced to eat mystery meat? Everyone, I'm at, like... Oh, yeah. Mm. So it's, like, you're at a formal dinner setting where you're uncomfortable or something, and they're, like... All right, 
eat your food. <laughs> and then I'm your just like, food's out first. And then I'm just like, oh, I'll wait. And they're like, <laughs> no, you can't wait. Like, you have to eat first. Eat, and we're going to watch. <laughs> and then I'd be like, uh, I don't know if I'm into this. And then I'd, <laughs> I'd excuse myself from the Olive Garden. <laughs> Everyone in the Olive Garden is just standing and watching Craig frozen in time until he eats one breadstick. When you're here, you're family. Um, but, so... But China's wait, not wait, wait. in an Olive Garden. Okay. So, <laughs> she tries to say, be polite and be like, I don't know why this bitch is trying to be polite, but she's like... Oh, no thanks. I don't like steak tartare. And he's like, ha ha ha, steak tartare. At least that's how it comes off. Basically. He, he's like, yes, steak tartare. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's like. He does do that, basically. He's like, yeah, sure. Steak tartare. <laughs> yeah, so. So, you know she's eating her fucking fiance. Yes, and I th- I swear she, like, goes to take a bite, and then he stops her again. He's like, I'm like, just eat it. She, he's like, oh, but the dish is not complete without the sauce. <laughs> and then the butler, there's lots of butlers. Yeah, there's movie. a lot of butlers. And then the butler shows up and pours his, like, bloody sauce on the, on the dish. And... Oh, yeah, she doesn't eat it. She, like, puts it in her mouth, pretends to chew it, and then mm-hmm. spits it in... In a napkin. In all these napkins. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to bed, and, like, she is attacked by Dracula's son, and then she runs away. She ends up, like, in the kind of, like, basement kitchen area, where she sees her... In the world, like, this isn't her real fiance. This is her, like, in world fiance strapped to a table and, like, his leg. So he's, like, alive. His restrained to a table. Yeah. His leg has been, like, picked at. Like, it's basically, like, one leg is, like, all the meat's been, like, ripped from it. Except for the foot. So it's foot with skin on it and then. bloody bone where your like shin is Mm -hmm. and then it's like the rest of his leg from the knee up yeah and it's just like they're eating him slowly but keeping him alive so the meat is like still fresh it's like so gross yeah it's so and my this is like one of my favorite scenes in i've seen in like any horror movie where the rat starts eating his Mm -hmm. leg Mm -hmm. like he starts so they're looking at um him laying on the table and he's like help me he's like untie me or something like talking to her and she's like what's going on she's like he's like they're vampires like they're coming we gotta Mm -hmm. leave or something like that he's like just talking to her really hurriedly and then he starts screaming out of nowhere. You're like, what the fuck? And then it shows his leg. And there's a rat, like, chewing on his Ooh. leg. And oh, he's like, God. get him off! He's, like, screaming. And she's like, ah! And, and that like, scene, I'm like, my skin is crawling. I'm like, oh! Oh, it's so gross. It's so dude. gross. Um, And then he kind of just, like, explains how to kill a vampire, which is, like, making a cross and all that fun stuff. So... 
and wouldn't stay through the heart. So China actually like shows some badassery and she manages to kill the son and all three like vampire daughters, one of which including apparently Drew Barrymore. And um she kills all of them. Her fiance becomes a vampire because before she kills all the vampires, one of them sucks his blood. So the um interaction with the sun vampire, I would say, is pretty notable too, because the sun comes in and then she makes a cross or whatever mm-hmm. with like the knives. And then touches it to his forehead, and his head explodes, Oh, right? yeah, it does. And, like, yeah. splatters all yeah. over the room. Like, she, like, pushes the thing to his forehead. It burns it into his... Yeah. Does it explode? Yes, it explodes. Uh, okay. It explodes, because she gets covered in blood. That's how she gets covered in blood. One of the coolest kills in the vampire scene was one of the female vampires being pushed onto all of the champagne bottles <gasps> and the champagne bottles going oh, through yeah. her chest and spraying champagne everywhere. Oh my God. That was really so cool. So there was a champagne impalement in the vampire scene, which I would say is up there with some of the coolest kills in this movie. Yeah. Um, and then she makes her way back to like the beginning of the vampire scene where she's coming down the stairs she's back on the stairs again mm-hmm. and the final like vampire dracula, dracula. if you will is like seducing he, her mm-hmm. like, yeah he like immediately her. like <clears throat> hypnotizes her basically she like shows her neck to him and it kind of like falls into his arms he like lays her down and basically starts drinking her blood and, and then, it's very like yeah sexual vampire vibes and then we're like transported out of that world um and mark and sarah are like where the fuck are they (laughs) they they just are like what so yeah there's like wow i guess they left without telling us (laughs) or whatever yeah (laughs) i guess they just left maybe we should leave too yeah let's just leave (laughs) So, so they like, leave. <laughs> leave the waxwork without any more investigating. Go to school. They're like, wow, they're still not in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole scene the next day in school, right? Yeah. Oh, but before well, that, wait, wait, wait. Before that, okay. So China, like, has this relationship with some like dumb jock. Nate, I don't even know. His I thought name. China was Mark's girlfriend. China is Mark's girlfriend, but he's mad at her because she's also like hooking up with other people. They're very open, I guess. China has a thing with some jock dude, and he and China were supposed to like hang out, and he's like super pissed. And he, I guess, recalls them talking about a waxwork or whatever because he breaks into the waxwork. And then comes face to face with um, the David Lincoln dude. And they he looks at the display that has the Phantom of the Opera. He is like, oh, sweet. It's the Curse of the Phantom or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's like what does he say? I, I, think, I, I don't know if they say outright, like, phantom of the opera but it's implied like he has a mask and all that shit he's he's like 
oh, that's sweet. He's like being a bro, and um, Mr. David Lincoln, da- David Lincoln, <laughs> shows up behind him, and he's like, "Hello, are you lost?" And the guy's like, "What's up, dude? No, I'm just checking out your digs. Nice." Curse of the Phantom Opera thing. It's sick. I love the movie. And then David Lincoln's like, they made a movie of the Phantom of the Opera? And he's like, yeah, like five of them. Or something like that. And then the guy just, David Lincoln just pushes him into the display. He's yeah. like, fuck this guy. <laughs> or and is that what happens? Yeah, or is he basically. Like, no, or he's I, like, he you should have, have a closer look. And he pushes him he in. Might have, he, like, it's so hard because I feel like he does say the line, why don't you take a closer look? <laughs> like, no, he says, a bunch of times. He says, would you like a closer look? And then he, like, shoves him in. And a few seconds later, we see him appear in the waxwork as, like, a figure. And he's, like, I think he's just, like, a cop or something, like, on, like, maybe, like, the Phantom, like, beat him over the head with the... We don't see his death, like, we don't see it actually happen, but... You just see him get pushed in, and we never go with him Mm -hmm. to the world. Yeah. We are remain in our world where the waxwork is and you're just with david lincoln post pushing this guy in Mm -hmm. and it's like you're david lincoln watching him appear in the Mm -hmm. waxwork display since they're still their friends are still missing like mark decides he's gonna go to the police because they feel like something's fish something fishy is up so when he goes to um the detectives he asks or he like specifically talks to um this cop named Ex- inspector roberts and oh, they go yeah, to yeah i do remember this scene now and they go to like investigate or whatever and um i think that um and they talk to, like, David Lincoln for a little bit. And he's just like, I haven't seen anyone here unless they were breaking and entering or whatever. Like, he's, like, like playing it cool or whatever. But he almost shoves um, the cop into the display. But um, he's like, nah. And then... Um, yeah, so he asked the cop... Would you like a closer look? And he's like, no, dude. Like, get your fucking hands off me, bro. I don't like the way you're touching me. <laughs> and then they're like, okay. <laughs> you get you get away this time. So the yeah. cop gets away. And then he comes back, like, literally, like, two seconds later with, um... Because he's back at the police station. He's thinking about all these missing people. He's mm-hmm. looking at the missing persons flyers and pictures and such and he's remembering he has a flashback to seeing these people's faces in the museum and he can't stop thinking about it so then he goes back to the waxwork without telling his partner no his partner drives him oh his partner drives him to the waxwork (laughs) he goes in he's staring the dead people right in the face and he's like 
these have to be wax figurines. I'm going to stab one of them and take a piece of it for examination. So he stabs So he China. stabs a fucking switchblade into China's crusty-ass face, and it scrapes like wax at first, and then it just snaps a piece off, like a brittle piece of wax, and it looks bloody. There's, like, musculature on the back of it. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. It's gross. He tries to, like, pierce it with his knife and place it into the examining <laughs> bag. But his hand is, like, shaking and, like, he can't get it. Like, he can't poke it. And then you can see, like, you can feel the actor just give up and just put the knife down and pick it up with his bare <laughs> hand and put it in the bag. And I'm just, like... So funny. I'm, like, this cop is just fucking touching this dead bitch's skin Mm -hmm. maybe he just thought it was wax though but yeah i think he just i i don't know he definitely noticed something fishy with it but he just like kind of gave up he was just like fuck it unfortunately before he can do anything with this evidence um our boy david lincoln pushes him into a mummy display and we actually get transported into that world so the police investigator dude is now an archaeologist, and they're uncovering an ancient uh, mummy tomb or whatever. He's with an old man, a uh, like young woman, and um, like a caricature of like an Egyptian man, basically. Like yeah, I, yeah, um, and um, like a guide, but um. He's like, what the fuck? But then, like, immediately there's a, like, super scary mummy that's, like, vomiting up, like, black sludge and shit. And yeah, he... the black sludge mm-hmm. was a good touch. And, um, he steps on the, like, guide's head and it explodes. Oh, yeah. He's walking really slow um, and they're all, like, freaking the fuck out. So they're, like, try- they're trapped in this tomb, and they're, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, and the, like, older man tries to, um, tries to, like, stab him, but the, like, like, pole thing that he uses, like, gets stuck in the mummy, and then the mummy just, like, picks him up and stabs him with the thing that's yeah, like stabs him onto body. his body shish kebab yeah <laughs> um and then um he grabs the woman and throws her into the tomb that also has a different mummy and a snake and then he grabs the cop and throws him into the tomb with the woman and the snake and shuts the tomb. Yeah, not my favorite kill, really, mm-hmm. but the mummy was cool. Yeah, the mummy was pretty cool. But it, that one's weird because, like, when you go back to the display, I'm assuming you don't see any of the people who were dead. Yeah. Because they're trapped. You see the mummy close the tomb on them. So they're they're in the they're tomb just, just in dead. There. Yeah. Um, so his backup um is like, what the fuck? And he like goes inside the waxwork and our boy Junior uh snaps his neck and then David gets pretty mad at him because he's like, Bro, 
we could have, like, used him. <laughs> and he's, like, crying and shit. And then David's oh, like, God. it's fine. <laughs> weird scene. scene. <laughs> this scene is so weird. I love it, though. Mark takes Sarah to the attic of his house where he keeps all of his grandfather's, like, weird shit, basically. Um, and, uh, they find, like, a book that sort of, like, or, no, it's, like, a newspaper detailing the murder of his grandfather, um, which we saw in the, like, cold open, um, and shows the suspect, who is David Lincoln, who's the guy that it has the waxwork or whatever, so he's like, what the fuck? And then, um, they go to Mark's grandfather's friend, Sir Wilfred, who is a collector of all things. Like, he has, like, a fuck ton of shit, and he just, like, is, like, this... He's British, right? Like... I don't know. I would say he's, like, the stereotype of, uh, like, big game hunter slash the type of dude who would just, like, buy stolen African artifacts. Yeah. He, he's, like, obsessed with just, like, pillaging other cultures for their, like, <laughs> rare artifacts and shit. So, he has, like... <laughs> Quite a hefty collection of trinkets, if you will. And, um, he, after Mark sort of lays out, like, the situation, um, this dude gives us the entire backstory of, like, everything basically that the audience needs to know this dude provides. (laughs) When Mark goes to this guy, he's explain. he explains that, him and Mark's father... Grandfather. Gr- or grandfather, rather, were adventurers, basically. They traveled the world collecting trinkets. That's the word they used. Collecting. There were not mine. also the word. There were not mine. <laughs> Instead of stealing. Collecting trinkets that were owned by the 18 most evil men to ever have lived. <laughs> so... I don't know why. I don't know why they want to collect these trinkets by the 18 most evil man. Mid, man. Or evil things, like, or Evil 18, beings. Yeah, to, it was, yeah. Those 18 people include a horde of zombies, a family of vampires, a <laughs> demonic baby, <laughs> <laughs> a werewolf, which... I'm like, that isn't the original werewolf. Like, yeah. you know, like, a werewolf is, like, a thing. It's, like, a disease yeah, that's it's... spread. It's, like, <laughs> you bite someone, they turn into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know why this one Well, werewolf... it's, like, being possessed, I guess, by an evil spirit. It's, like, being bitten by a zombie. Yeah. But it's just, like, why is this the one of the most evil people that ever lived? This werewolf. What about all the others? <laughs> so, and another one of them is Marquis de Sade, who, who was like a philosopher and 
is Horn where dog. the word like sadism comes from. Yeah. It's like pervert sexual deviancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a rogues gallery <laughs> of universal horror monsters mixed with real life murderers and philosophers and aliens and all kinds of horror tropes so so um he explains that the goal is to have all eight basically all 18 um evil beings need to have 18 victims in order to be re-released into the world and, like, walk again, basically, like, in real life, like, to break out of, like, their current universes or dimensions or whatever. Um, so, and the reason why it's 18 is because 18 divided by 3 is 666, so there's lots of, like, oh, yeah, and, um... This dude is like, yeah, David Lincoln made a deal with the devil and basically using, like, deal with devil magic and, like, um, some voodoo vibes and making effigies and all of this shit. This is how it's all possible that he's doing this. And he needs two more victims, basically. Because he... Our boy, Sir Wilfred, tells them they need to just, like, burn down the wax museum before they, two more victims get claimed and this realm of evil gets unleashed upon the world. So, Mark and Sarah go back, um, and they're like, fuck, we gotta do it from, like, the inside, because, like we don't want to, like, get arrested for arson, basically. So they go inside and, like, basically almost immediately get caught and thrown into (laughs) the exhibits. Yeah. So first is Mark. He's thrown into a Night of the Living Dead, like George A. Romero, Night of the Living Dead type world. Everything goes black and white. The whole movie is black and white for a minute. And he's just running, and it's like the opening cemetery scene. He's just running through the cemetery. Zombies are chasing him. But he says, I'm just in the display. None of this is real. They have no power over me. If I don't give them power and believe in them, then they can't hurt me. (laughs) And then he, like, yells that at this horde of zombies, and they stop, like, (laughs) coming towards him and like kind of scratch their head confused and he's like and here's the exit i'm jumping out and he like jumps out of the world and back into the waxwork room right Mm -hmm. and then they're all just like fuck he got out (laughs) like the junior and uh the little person and david David. that ragtag crew they're just like fuck (laughs) And they, they all, he jumps into, um, so Sarah was pushed into the Marquis de Sade world, and... Lucky her. Yeah, um, and <laughs> she becomes 
completely enraptured in the world. Basically, she is going to be whipped so to death. Um, it seems like there's a human trafficking situation. situation. Yeah. I don't know, like, any of you Marky Desaad, like, <laughs> biographers, <laughs> like, at-home biographers, let us know, like, was his life like this? Because the way they're presenting this is, like, um, he is presenting a king with, like, prostitutes that he's going to torture and sell to the king as, like, sex slaves. Yeah. So he's, like, got this harem of women who are jealous that our girl Sarah is the one who gets to get whipped. To death. To death. (laughs) And she's, like, screaming, but then asks for more. Yeah, she's, like, into it. It's very weird. Um... Whip Not daddy. king shaming, but you Whip know. daddy. <laughs> um, so Mark comes to ruin the fucking party for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's like, what does he say? She had an orgasm at the end of a whip. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Sarah just got done having an she's orgasm. Super at the end sweaty. Of, she's yeah, <laughs> she's like fine with this. Honestly, she's yeah. totally fine. Like. <laughs> She does not need But she's probably, like, possessed. (laughs) That's probably why. But So, so Mark shows up and he's like, Sarah, you gotta come with me! Or whatever. And And she's like, like, clutching Marquis Desaad's leg and is like, I'm not going with him. Don't let him take me. (laughs) And Mark is just like, what the fuck? Damn, bitch. <laughs> like, I didn't know you were that much of a freak. <laughs> I don't even remember what he says to, like, I think he just is like, it's not real, you need to leave, you're possessed. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, we can leave, whatever. And Marquis decides, like, I'll I'll remember this and I'll get my revenge or whatever. And Mark's just like, I fuck off. Bye. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) They jump out. And then, um, they jump out and they immediately get caught. And, um, I think they just get like restrained or whatever because they're friends, uh, Gemma and fucking James, are in the waxwork, and they end up going into the displays, and they, like, immediately die, which completes the full cycle of all 18 victims that unleash the 18 monsters. So we start to see all of all of the monsters and all of the victims um, weirdly come to life, and the victims are on, like, the monsters' side, so there's like a fuck ton of monsters and dead people and like people turned into aliens and like weird grandmas and babies. It's like a just a fuck ton of random evil beings. Conveniently, right at that moment, what's his name? Sir Wilfred. Sir Wilfred, the wheelchair bound adventurer who has just come out of retirement with his band of 
geriatric <laughs> soldiers. Yeah, there's like maybe 40 like s- old it lo- men. It looks like these guys just like left a Civil War reenactment and like brought their muskets to this fucking <laughs> waxwork to go to all out war with 18 of the most... 18 of the most evil beings. There's more than 18 When there's like 200 fucking villains. There's like 200 villains. Y'all, this last scene is so chaotic. It's war. If you've ever seen that movie Mother, it's like that scene. It's like war inside a house. That's so true. That's what this looks like. It's like a bunch of people, like bombs going off, fucking like grenades and and like stabbing. Okay, we have to talk about the fucking, like, one of the fucking old people grabs this, like, weird demonic baby, throws him against, like, a cage or something, and then someone else, like, either throws an explosive or or shoots it, and it explodes into a million pieces. Do you remember that? Yes. It's so funny. uh, Either immediately before or immediately after that, one of the other, like, old dudes grabs a fucking bat out of the air. It's like a vampire. Grabs the fucking bat with his bare hand and holds a gun to the bat's head. And just shoots the fucking bat in the head. Square. Like, the bat explodes. And I think <laughs> the first time I watched that, I was like, this is what I'm going to do to that bat that started this COVID oh shit. <laughs> it's going to be on site. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, they have to fight their friends. Um, well, I don't think we really see them fight um Tony, but um Mark has to fight China who's like a vampire now and he kills her. Like immediately, without yeah. hesitation. Yeah, and he's like, it's just Fuck like you. he's like, take that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's damn. Like, damn. I, I guess that's <laughs> a fresh that... wound from uh <laughs> her cheating on you or whatever. Yeah. Did she even know you guys were dating? Damn, Mark. <laughs> Dude, Mark is, uh, Mark might be public enemy number one. Mark has issues. He's got issues, dude. Yeah, he saves saves Mark, but dies Mm -hmm. in the process, like Mm -hmm. gets stabbed. And Jenkins, the butler, his dying words are, um, well, he says, we've got battles to win. And then he says, give my love to the missus. Get those bastards. <laughs> Rip to Jenkins. Jenkins. Even as he's... Do you think he was laying the pipe with Mark's mom? Hell yeah. Def. So, Marquis de Sade and Mark start having, like, a joust... Is it jousting? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or no, not fencing. jousting. Fencing match. They're dueling with long, skinny swords. Mm -hmm. And Mark is um, not doing very great. Um, He keeps getting his sword knocked out of his hand, and then Marquis de Sade grabs it and then gives it back to him. (laughs) That's the thing I never get with those. Like, it's like, why are you, like, being a, I don't know, like, why is there rules like that? It should, it just, it doesn't seem like any of the other monsters are really, like, playing by the, ru- the rules no, of the No, he just, world. no, it's not like that. He just wants to best Mark because yeah. Mark 
came in and like humiliated Marquis de Sade in front of his bitches or whatever. Yeah. So Mark shows up. He's like, he's not real. He can't even hurt us. And then they <laughs> jump out of the display. And Mar- Marquis de Sade is like, I'm going to fucking remember this, you little bitch. I'm going to humiliate you. And then, so Marquis de Sade comes to life and he's in the waxwork. He's fucking public enemy number one, Mark. On he's, site. <laughs> he's looking for that bitch because he knows it's about to be on site the second he sees him. And not only is he going to kill you, he's going to make you feel like a pussy bitch <laughs> right before you die. And that he does. And then he's going to steal your girl. <laughs> but, well, he does make Mark feel like a pussy bitch, which is not that hard. <laughs> But, uh, our girl Sarah comes to the rescue and, uh, kills Marquis de Sade with an axe, uh, therefore solidifying the fact that Sarah will never have an orgasm again. Yeah. <laughs> Especially He was Mark. shocked, though, when it was Sarah that killed him. Yeah, he was like, girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> um, but there, uh, Mark and Sarah's... Uh, joyful reunion is short-lived because Lincoln arrives with a gun and he's like, I'm just gonna kill y'all. That he doesn't know (laughs) how to use very well. Yeah, well, okay, but what happens is that he's, like, about to shoot them and kill them and our boy, Sir Wilson, somehow, what does he use to kill... He harpoon... He... Either uses a um, he gets shot. Crossbow. <clears throat> Either uses a crossbow or a harpoon or something. No, he shoots... just he just uses a gun. It says really, yeah. For okay, some reason, well, it felt like more. He badass. shoots David Lincoln like in the arm or the neck. No, like he shoots him like it's like a it's like a kill shot, but. And. The gun is just, it's an automatic gun that David Lincoln is holding, and he's about to start shooting them, and he gets shot, and then finger on the trigger is just spraying bullets all over the room, and they're, like, dodging the bullets, and it's slow-mo for a second, and then David Lincoln just dies. Well, he falls into the wax pit, molten wax pit in the basement of the waxwork. Mm-hmm. And- Unfo- oh, wait, unfortunately, um... Our boy, Sir Wilson, his head is ripped off of his body from, by... From behind by a mob. By a were- but No, by a werewolf. Oh, by a werewolf. Damn. So, tough stuff for our boy, uh, Sir Wilson. Tough stuff. It was pretty shit. It was like a pretty good uh, kill. But... Yeah, his head got pulled away. <laughs> Just like literally as if it was like a fucking... Uh, piece of paper or something but also um david lincoln what i was gonna say was he gets drowned and you think he's dead and then he springs back up from the molten wax and says grabs mark and he's like would you like a closer look and then dies oh my god which was so cheesy so cheesy but it's um, supposed to be his like badass moment, no, but it's, it's like so bad, <laughs> so cheesy, and like his skin is kind of like waxy and got like nasty like burn looking 
shit on it, but mm-hmm. it's not really that. Yeah. It's not, like, as gross as you would expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, after that, Mark and Sarah managed to burn down um, the wax museum, and I guess they're the only survivors of this event. I guess all of those old men die, um, because we don't see anyone else leaving, (laughs) so, um, hard rip to the, like, 40 to 50 elderly men whose families are probably devastated. I guess at least Um, they were old. Yeah, true. They lived, they lived. Um, They lived a little. Yeah, so um, as Mark and Sarah leave, we notice one of the, oh, fuck. Well, it doesn't really matter that I'm saying this out of order, but when Mark was in the, like, um, zombie world, he cut off the hands of, like, one of the zombies and accidentally, somehow it got, like, oh, I guess it just got, like, brought in when, like, all of the, like, um, evil spirits were being released. Like, the ha- the disembodied hand, for some reason, was included in that ragtag bunch. And, um, it was just crawling in the grass, like, so it's, like, noted that the, like, one wax work, like, evil spirit is still out there, so. It was, like, a zombie hand, Yeah, right? a zombie hand, so. Um, yeah, so, and the rest is probably laid out in Waxwork 2, which maybe we'll watch one day. Which but... we watched the trailer for, and yeah. it looks fucking insane. The trailer was a lot to take in, honestly. <laughs> Um, I honestly kind of want to fucking watch it now, but... Yeah, we uh, should. Yeah, we probably will. We can go into the kills, but not... I feel like it's sort of different because this is the first, like, not really slasher movie that we're reviewing. It's more like... It's it's a movie unlike any other movie. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on, so I guess, like, instead of just, like, re naming every, like, person who died, basically. Because, like, a a lot of the deaths you don't really see on screen anyways. And honestly, my favorite kills are the ones that, like, don't involve, like, the main characters, really. Yeah, same. A few of my favorites are the werewolf splitting the head in half was brutal. The... Witch getting shoved onto the champagne bottles and them exploding through her chest. I liked that one a lot. I liked the demonic baby and the bat. (laughs) Those were both really funny and back-to-back. We'll just call that tiny creatures getting their heads exploded scene. (laughs) So that one was good. Um, Mummy... Crunching on head was good. I think of those, my favorite kill is probably the werewolf head rip. Because mm-hmm. it just came, like, it was the first one that was, like, that graphic. Other mm-hmm. than the opening sequence where the guy's head gets thrown into the fireplace. Oh, yeah. The werewolf scene is the first kill in, like, present day in the movie. 
not a flashback. And the amount of gore was shocking. And the whole scene was just shocking. That's when the movie, like, it's like, alright, this is, this movie's picking up now. Yeah, yeah. So, I would, those are all, like, really great. Um, I think my favorite kill would either be the vampire dude's head exploding this wasn't really a kill, but I just, like, loved the fiancé in the vampire scene and, like, his gore and shit. It was super brutal. Oh, yeah. Um, and I guess he did eventually die, but we don't see him die. But, like, you know, it's implied. Um, so that was good. And then, I don't know, I think, honestly, my favorite death was... Within the, like, crazy battle scene, there was, like, so many fucking good ones. It's, like, really, really chaotic. Um, but gotta, gotta give it up for, uh, Sir Wilson getting his head ripped off by a (laughs) werewolf. Just, like, boop. (laughs) Like. That was your favorite? such ease. Yeah, because it was sort of, I mean, also, it just was, like, weirdly funny door. <laughs> yeah. Um what would you say is your favorite world that we go into in the movie? That we go into. Um I I think I got to give it up for the uh vampire display, honestly. It what I like really liked the costumes and like the the style and cinematography and like I mean, I just like vampires in general. Like, there's something, like, sexy and, like, weird about it. Um, and I also liked the character China a lot. Um, and I liked, like, the reveal of the fiancé and just the setting in general of that world was, like, really cool. Um, and there's, like, some gross... There's some, like, gross-out shit there, like the raw meat and the fiancé's leg and the rat and stuff. So I would say that that was my favorite um, world-slash-scene that we were transported into. Uh, What would you say was yours? That's a really great one. I would... I want to say that my favorite one was the Night of the Living Dead one, just because I like that that one, they changed the film from color to black and white. Yeah, so, in case it wasn't already obvious, like, when the character steps into the world, the it's like you're watching an entirely different movie. Mm-hmm. So, by the time you get to the Night of the Living Dead scene, it's, like, that much more apparent because they change the color of the film. Like... <laughs> They changed it from color film to black and white. So it was a cool like throwback to Night of the Living Dead because it's so distinct that that movie was like black and white horror. Um, Also like zombies mm-hmm. in general, even though that's such a short sequence. Yeah. I would say a runner up would probably be the werewolf one. Yeah, that's a great scene too. I've just been into werewolves lately. Yeah. Ever since I watched Silver Bullet recently. <laughs> Yeah, we need to watch, uh, I really want to watch, um, 
Isn't Ginger Snaps a werewolf movie? Yeah, that's like a 90s werewolf movie. Maybe we can watch that after this. Um, But uh, what would you say would be a world or a character that you wish the film explored more? Um, Because there is, like, obviously, like, we only see what, like, zombie, decide werewolf vampire we only see four of the 18 world oh wait and mummy we only see five of the and phantom of the opera but we don't even really see that you don't go in that world yeah so let's just say five we see like the full world um out of 18 so what would be the one that you would like to be transported into (laughs) not that you would like to be transported into to become a victim but would have liked to see or maybe become a victim too i don't know open for interpretation i'm most curious about what you keep referring to as a monkey (laughs) (laughs) and i keep referring to as an alien baby because there's this one like uh shot of a like scary looking gray et looking motherfucker in a trapped in a cage and i don't know and what like they're like circus vibes like the guy that's it? the guy that's the victim is like dressed in a ringleader outfit basically anyways it's like a chupacabra or something maybe maybe it's not even an alien maybe mm. it's the chupacabra <laughs> but i want to see that thing I want to see that thing, and there was also, I don't know if it was Frankenstein or what, but there was, like, a big, tall guy that looked, like, also gray. (laughs) Did Um, you notice any other standout ones? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I gotta give shouts out to Demonic Baby, too. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, whatever the it was like a weird combo it was like this demonic baby on like a grandma but like not a grandma was it like a nun something weird as like it was just like basically i just want to know what those two are all about basically i just like need to know more about that um and then i guess a runner-up um I would have liked to see, like, I don't know, definitely one of the more, like, like, a a scarier one. Like, the baby one is just, like, because I, we were both very tickled by it, and I feel like it would have been a funny one, but I would have liked to see, like, a Frankenstein. Or like Frankenstein's yeah. monster type thing, or like <clears throat> I don't know, maybe an axe, the axe murder, but I don't know, something like scary, scary, like the Marquis de Sade. It just seems like such a weird choice. It was so uh, weird, like, why though. is this out of all of the different scary worlds you could show? Why are you showing this Zorro motherfucker, Antonio Banderas looking motherfucker, like whipping a bitch? Yeah, it was <laughs> It was a choice, especially I mean like this is the thing. Like me and Craig don't know that much about Marquis de Sade like other than a quick Wikipedia search, but like there's nothing about it stating like facts that like he was like a sex trafficking uh murderer 
that would like murder sex workers and shit with whips. <clears throat> so I think it just was like he was he like just a was philosopher. Like a, yeah, he was like a sex. He he liked talked about sex and shit and like anal sex and taboo taboo like, yeah sadism whipping like pleasure out of pain and shit but and eating excrement mm-hmm. <laughs> but all things that you know you know like we're Just not kink sh- we're not kink shaming here but hey. if if someone knows something about Marquis de Sade that we don't know like please tell us but I mean, it was just weird. By today's standards, we could be in the top 18 most <laughs> evil beings. <laughs> I We know you all want to be transported into... What would me and your uh, realm look like? Our <laughs> realm would be like... Our realm would be like we're watching a movie with you and you're like trying to pay attention... <laughs> But every five minutes, we keep, like, referencing one character that didn't even matter that much to the plot. And, like, one line that they said. And you die. Over and over again. <laughs> and then later, when, like, it's time to talk about the movie, when the movie's not playing, we can't remember any of the important parts of the plot. <laughs> and then you die. Yeah. <laughs> I would, uh, I think that's very good. I would also say that maybe our world is, like, um, (laughs) you're, like, transported as a Fortnite character, and me and you are playing Fortnite, and we're, like, we kill you in the video game. So, (laughs) so. And then, like, the wax display will just be, like, me and Craig on the couch, like, hunchbacked like <laughs> staring at the screen <laughs> with like number Killing one you. victory royale like on the tv so the rating system we're gonna use today is um trinkets and it's gonna be 18 trinkets <laughs> of the most de- evil being evil beings <laughs> from history <laughs> from history i might give this one a. I think I'll I'll give it um. I think I might I I don't know I think I might give it eighteen. Eighteen out of eighteen trinkets. Yeah. yeah. Are you shitting me? That's a yeah, perfect dude. movie. I know, <laughs> y'all. I am not kidding you. This movie has. Everything! It has everything you could ever need, honestly. I, as, uh, you know, as someone that loves movies and absolutely loves when movies are fucking, like, meta as fuck, um, like, self-referential, like, sort of, like, and this was, like, a goofy movie, but it also had, like, really good kills and gore and, like, the plot was very bizarre and weird and kind of didn't make sense. But also, they did do a good job of, like, kind of tying it all in a neat little bow for you. So, yeah, I'm going to give this 18 coins. My world is... Com- 18 coins? Trinkets. They're coins, oh, though. thank God. No. They're trinkets. They're tr- <laughs> 
Okay, 18 trinkets. Um, so my world is now entirely overrun by demonic baby and... Yeah, you completed it. I completed it. You got all 18 trinkets. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to give it 18 trinkets, but I do love this movie. I feel like I could watch this movie like an unlimited amount of times and not get tired of it. So I'm going to give it 15 trinkets out of 18 trinkets. So, almost perfect. Yeah. What would you say uh, this movie needs to... (coughs) What would you say are, like, the... So... Faults. It would be cooler if different worlds were explored and more in-depth. I don't necessarily think that Marquis de Sade was the best person to have as being, like, a main villain. It's like... Marquis de Sade is the main villain of the, like, yeah, 18 trinkets mm-hmm. <laughs> killers, <laughs> let's call them. You know, he's like yeah. the one who you come back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like two characters directly involved with him, you know, mm-hmm. like the Sarah is like drawn to him and then Mark and him have beef. So I would probably just take him out completely. Even though I love that actor, he was good in the movie, and the whole, like, sexy whipping thing was cool, but, like, I think all of that could have been achieved. Like, get the sexiness out of the way with the Dracula shit, and then just have, like, one of them be off-the-wall batshit crazy, like the alien baby or demonic baby Mm. or... There's, like, a weird plant thing going on. Yeah, like, yeah, there's killer a lot. plant. Yeah, there's a lot that could have been explored. So, I think, yeah, I just, I mean, it's not a big deal, but I'll, I'll knock off a few points for that. Yeah. I, I think it is, I think it could be improved upon, maybe in Waxwork, too. Yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to, uh, you know, let y'all know how that viewing goes. Um, I do know that uh, the actress that plays Sarah, um... And the director had a pretty nasty breakup, uh, so she, that is why she's not in Waxwork 2. We've done the first three Friday the 13th episodes. We're going in order through the whole series, including the remake and Freddy vs. Jason. So, the format as of right now is gonna be... We're going to do three, a set of three episodes and then have a little break and do a movie outside of the franchise, such as Waxwork. Who knows what the next one will be? Maybe another slasher, maybe something completely unexpected. You'll have to see. But for the next three movies, we're going to be doing Friday the 13th Part 4, and that is the final chapter. Then we're going to be doing... yeah. Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter, sure. <laughs> <clears throat> then we're going to be doing Friday the 13th Part 5, which is a new beginning. And that's one I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that. It's very divisive. Apparently has a copycat killer instead of Jason, because, you know, he died, remember? Final Jay- chapter. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll be talking about Friday the 13th, part 6, 
Jason Lives, which might just be one of my favorite Friday the 13th movies. And it might just be one of my favorite Friday the 13th movies as well. And then we'll have a break and so on. We'll do yeah. until all the of end. them until they're done. And then that'll be the end of this season of Murders for a Gallon of Popcorn. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, you know, probably record more, but like in bulk so that we don't have to <laughs> fucking stress out about recording this every week <laughs> and editing it. But y'all don't need to know about that. <coughs> so... All right, y'all. Well, that's it that we have for now. Um, highly encourage this watch. Please watch it. Please watch Waxwork. It's so good. Bye. Bye.